In case of an Old Testament emergency, make sure you know where the nearest exit is. This is Punkcast. It's a Punkcast. It's also a podcast. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jordan. Hello, Jersey. How are you? I'm so good. Anything uh, happened to you in the last eight months? <laughs> a few things. Let's not get into it right now. Let's move on. Okay, so hi. Welcome to a new episode of Punkcast. Uh, this is a podcast about puns. It's the world's first pun podcast, and it's probably the world's worst pun podcast. Now, we have spent a lot of time as competitive punters among people that love doing puns, but we realize that's only about... 10% of how puns are used in your day-to-day life. And that's only about 10% of people that enjoy puns. That actually might be a strong estimate. Yeah. That might be an old estimate, actually. The competitive punner is not the average punner. The average punner is your neighbor next door. It's your father at the dinner table. It's uh, your coworker who just doesn't make iced coffee right any day. I feel like that's a very specific story. We don't have to get into it no, right we don't. now. But here's the thing. You know, I've always been that guy. I'll agree. See? Okay. So this is, a, I think, something, a difference between us, probably the only difference between us, is that I've, since I can remember, been that guy in the room, because you know, you know who I'm talking about, that guy or that gal, that person in the room who always is making the puns and is a, the groan-inducing person, you actually... Don't strike me as having been that person. I was not that person. I only since starting competitive puns became that type of person because just in a day-to-day life, it becomes a more, you know, you get practice in just by By doing it. it. We might have some different points of view on this, but what I'd like to do is really record an episode, our first episode back. This might be season two or phase two of the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. What I would want to do is record an episode for people who are punning in polite society. Your everyday punner. Yeah, and basically put together a Ten Commandments of polite punning. How to pun for people, or just how to deploy it in your life and not be that person in the room. So I've got a little bit of notes here on this. What we want to put together are a list of rules, a series of Ten Commandments. These were actually handed down from on high. Yeah. So uh, we are just receiving them. We are the conduits through which these commandments flow. Exactly, yeah. So we're going to suss them out. Um, hopefully you're listening to this show either on your iPhone or on two tablets. Maybe. But hopefully you're not idle while you do. No, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Oh, I get it. Like from the like from the commandments. Like a golden idol, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking half calf right now, so yeah. that's good. Do you know uh I like to always to look at the delivery guy who came to deliver food to my house and then all of a sudden the it was taped over and I was like, "Let my peephole go." <laughs> I um I was always wondering, because we're about to talk about, like, polite puns, but I was always wondering what's the best place to call with a really rude pun, Mm. and it turns out that The Simpsons got it right, Moses. You should be very proud of yourself. (laughs) So, what we're trying to avoid is exactly what you've heard up to this point, which is shoehorning puns into conversation. So, Jordan, as we've been chatting about this off-pod, what are your best practices? What are the, uh, the, the important rules for... Being a responsible, ethical, nice punter and not ruining everybody's time and making them miserable. Well, I think um, one of the things I would just want to think about is that, like, what are, you know, the Ten Commandments? It's like uh, idolatry and coveting a neighbor's wife. But I think one of the first commandments... That's all ten, right there. The first commandment is, have no other God before me. 
And I think, one, this is very interesting in that it opens up the idea that polytheism is apparent in this, but God says, have no other God before me. And I want to make this sentence... Where uh, are you going with this? Listen to this. I think the number of puns put into a sentence in polite society is less acceptable than having one good pun that works on many levels. Ooh, yes. I have a similar thing on that. I mean, it's not as deeply researched (laughs) as yours, but basically... Quality over quantity. Always. You know, um, they say you should say about a third of the things that occur to you in polite conversation. When you're a punter... Many people are saying this. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're a punter, those things occur to you every second. You're constantly breaking down every word that you hear, and uh, you don't want to put all those things out in the universe. Yeah. So I think in, in, in uh, a commandment about simplicity... And appropriateness, something about it, yeah, more isn't necessarily better. Yeah. Because you're they're going to occur to you. Oh, okay. Puns are going to occur to you. Don't say every pun that comes to mind. Is that a is that a commandment one? Uh, one good pun is enough. Something one like that. One good pun doesn't deserve another. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Here. Commandment one. Are we gonna get ten of these? Probably not. Maybe we should make it eight. Eight and... simple rules for punning my teenage daughter. <laughs> Okay, what one one good pun doesn't deserve another. I feel like the actual like quality of our commandments will go down as we you know get farther on. I don't think so. What what is your what's the next thing that comes up to you? And so okay, this is something that has happened to me, and I've been this person. I'm trying to correct it in my life. It's letting the pun derail the conversation. Yes, and. There are times when puns are opportunistic and appropriate, and then there are times when they completely take over. And it's like you, and uh, people have this experience of me, and I'm sure they have it of you, and I know when I'm chatting with normal human beings that don't think about wordplay in this way, but like, you get that look in your eye, where it's like, you're not even fucking listening to me right now, you're just trying to come up with the next pun. It's like that moment in... You know the show The Office, the UK or the American version? Heard of it. Right? The same, it's in the pilot, so it's the same episode where they, it's the, the staplers in Jell-O, right? And then they go through, it's like, I'm going to take you into custody, da 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 And then there's that moment of the cringiest character, either Michael Scott or David Brent, says, I'm just trying to think of a dessert, right? And I think for so many people in puns that are great at puns or that are terrible at puns that want to get on the train, they will derail the conversation and not listen to what is happening around them because they're quote unquote, just trying to think of a dessert. Yes. I think that is totally um, in line with this. Also in the same sense, in the same sense of derailing a conversation, I will be in the middle of an actual conversation with people. And sometimes everybody will stop their active uh, participation in the conversation when I start a long sentence or anecdote and they'll wait for a punchline at the end of it. Because they'll think you're just setting them up for a shaggy dog story. Right. And they won't have, they will not have been listening to you. Yeah. You'll say something like, I "I love you and I want to take this relationship to the next level. And they'll be like, what's the pun? This seems very specific. Never happened to me. Okay, let's move on. So let's, Call that, uh, don't try to think of a dessert. Yeah. Or like, eat your dinner, don't spoil your dinner. Yeah, one dessert is enough. (laughs) One dessert is enough. That's one good pun doesn't deserve another. Let's just call it, don't derail a conversation. Yeah. 
in the same sense is I, I think um, a third commandment could be that we have to be aware. We have to be aware of the company we're keeping. There are, you know, we go to pun competitions because we are then surrounded by a like-minded people who are all there. It is a church of puns. It is a, you know, we are giving as much glory to wordplay as we possibly can. And so at that com- at those competitions, sometimes the next hour after the competition ends, we'll sit drinking beer and we'll just be slinging puns back and forth. And the people who come who didn't participate are just, they also are now participating and they're happy to be a part of it because it's like less stress environment. But that's because we're in the company that we're keeping. Yeah. At work situation, <laughs> I mean, people appreciate it sometimes, but you have to know who's into it and who's not into it. Read the room. Read the room. But not in like a traditional drag sense. Do not read the room. Right. Or like read the room. Just read the room. Yeah. Be aware of when it's appropriate and when it's not. Yeah. I think that's terrific. I think that's it. Read the room. Read the room. All right. We got three out of ten. This is good. Read the room. We got... We need at least five more. Until we get to... No, we can do the seven habits of highly effective punters. We only need... <laughs> okay. This one might be controversial in the punning community. All right. And it's something that I'm trying to work on. It's about resorting to your old bag of tricks. Now, this gets into like the most frequent puns, the dad joke territory. Dad joke. joke. Yes. And we've said this on pod before. Hey, dad, I just want a plain sandwich. Oh, you want one with wings and propellers? I mean, I've never, as a child, I learned what it was to desire to murder a person (laughs) your own father yeah patricide (laughs) because of the frequency of that and it's not even a good one you know but it's that it's like having your 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 uh, quiver of puns that are ready to go and also just like old overdone overused puns yeah it's like dad if you want to take a piss you also have to add a piss (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's Really. See, innovate. Innovate and be opportunistic. There we go. So, yeah, but this is, how do we phrase this in terms of that? I mean, do you, do you agree that this should go on the list? I think so. It's, um, the thing about the joke is the joke is surprising. A pun is never good if it's not surprising. Some people will, you can find an appreciation in somebody putting the joke together and, like, feeling the camaraderie yeah. on the joke with yeah, you. Yeah, that it can be really fun. But... How many, the pun is one of the oldest, longest running jokes. If we keep the same, uh, no pun intended, like that kind of joke going forever, people get so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Repeating something you heard either from another person or from a hilarious email forward or from yourself at a time when it was really clever and in the moment, this might be controversial because I've done it and I still do it and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to try to stop. Repeating. And going back to the old bag of tricks. The bag of tricks is great for the competition because that's what you got to do. You got to reach oh, into totally. your bag. And we've covered so many topics on this. By the time we're in competition uh, for a different topic, we are going there, you know, and it's like the first time other people have heard them. And I think this rule is also less about like maddening the people around you, but it's also about keeping yourself kind of sane within the pun system. It's is, about having integrity. Yeah. If you keep if you just keep repeating the same jokes, then you're locked in a never-ending cycle of puns, and that's not healthy. It's not yeah. healthy for a brain. That's when you get into extreme Witzelsucht, yeah. and you become that guy in the UK that wrote down 10,000 puns at a time, and his wife took him to the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah. They're not together anymore. 
He died of Witzel sucked. He sucked the life out of him. <laughs> Witzel sucked the life out of you. Okay, so what do we call that? We uh, we have one good pun doesn't deserve another. Don't derail a conversation. Read the room. What do we want to call this one? Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. K I F. Keep it fresh. K I F. Keep it fresh. I like that because there's a little variable to it. If you you know. You can get there's a life expectancy on these things. You can reuse it a couple times. You know when it's appropriate and fresh and op- and the right opportunity, but don't keep going back to the same stuff or find ways to shoehorn a pun in because you thought it was funny. Um, so I've got one that I think um is kind of appropriate for the social media age more so than a lot of other things we might be talking about. But it is the format of the pun. Mm. It is the delivery of the joke. Um, some puns are completely text-based and work so much within that. If you get to see the writing of the word, if you get to see how the word is broken down, it becomes so much more clever than if you just say it out loud and then you have to explain the joke. Mm -hmm. But on the other end of things, if you have to break down a word so much within text or within like a tweet Mm -hmm. that it becomes a labor just to understand what you're even trying to say, Mm -hmm. then maybe it's much more appropriate just to throw out in the middle of a room or maybe it's not a pun that's worth even considering. Mm. So how would you phrase that as a commandment? Um, Know your medium or like work within your medium. Something be good at puns, like not be good at puns, but or um, format format is king sell the joke yeah deliver if you're gonna if you're gonna make a joke make a joke yeah you know what actually this might this might be controversial again but we're always approaching these hot i'm on a i might want to combine this with my next one let's do it we've got so many commandments and i think they're connected which is don't apologize it's a big part of punning so and i think what your thing is it's part of the formal thing and we've talked about on the podcast before when we were prepping for the the pun off championships of like write the joke, hit the punchline, do the thing in like a joke writing kind of way. Yeah. But also just in the room, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Otherwise let it dribble out of you. It's quietly in the background. That's just weird and creepy. But if you're going to do it, you know, if you're following all the other commandments up to this point, let it ring out loud and clear, hit it, sell it, be happy, celebrate it, own it. This is who I am. And then move on. Confidence is king. Confidence is king. I think that's the commandment. All right. Confidence is king. Uh, all, what is it? All that must be made unto Caesar. What is that? Oh, render, render unto Caesar. Render unto Caesar all that is Caesar's. Yeah. Caesar the moment. Caesar the moment. <laughs> I think is. we're going to need to do a punch up on all 10 or on all eight. So we're coming up with them now. Next episode, we'll have them all like with nice little quippy. I think we have it. Um, I mean, punny, like punny. Be confident. What uh, was your, how'd you say it before? Well, I liked Caesar the moment. Oh, Caesar the moment. Great. Yeah. Great. We know what it means. But they don't all have to be puns, Jordan. This is kind of what we're saying. Like, it's a guideline. It's eight simple rules for punning my teenage daughter. But you're, they don't all need to be puns. Like, there's a nice, well-placed pun in there to remind us but as, of the commandment. But as pun competitors and aficionados, I think in the way that we deliver it could be... We don't have anything to fucking prove. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, okay, here's one I have. I don't know. I just wrote this down. Okay. And I think it's worth discussing. Be careful with double entendre. Okay. 
right? This is a little bit of a different kind of angle. And this is about polite company, right? Punning and polite company. Yes. I think double entendre is a great... Um, what is double entendre? Meaning like a little bit of a lewd, lascivious, sexual pun. Plain right? a little blue. Plain a little blue. Yeah. Um, and you have plausible deniability. We've talked about this often on, on the show. Um, and people use it to get away in press and, you know, and in literature. It's a way to hide a sort of secret hidden meaning, which is what exactly a pun is. The thing with double entendre is it's the way that most people will pun. Yes. It's the way that most people are comfortable with puns because it kind of does two things at once. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, you can have a secret message that's about a sexy thing. Let me put it in you know. Don't. Oh, I get it. That was you just did it just then. Yeah. yeah. So I think you want to be careful with it and wield it with respect. Yes. To the people you're around. Um, don't let the fact that you are a pun person, you like making puns, force you into a place where you are sexualizing encounters that are not meant to be sexual, um, that you are putting people in an uncomfortable position. Uh, a well-placed double entendre can be, I think, wonderful and glorious and happy, and you get into a banter. It can be great if you are dating a person or in a relationship with a person, um, but to like unwittingly insert uh, some of that into a, a professional setting again can sometimes be fun can sometimes be appropriate but it's a a, a double-edged sword there um, to say that you are allowed a forgiveness or some sort of pass because it is all in the purpose of the joke it is all in the function of the joke is a very irresponsible thing to put out into polite society yeah you're um effectively you know you're you're uh what a pun is 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 um is you're sneaking in a, a, another meaning, right? You're sneaking in as a Trojan horse. You're sneaking in another uh, conversation into the conversation in real time and to be respectful and responsible with that. Um, I think that's a fantastic. Can I tell you a very real and actually pretty public story? So this Great. will not. Um, there is a brewery in Milwaukee mm -hmm. called Mobcraft, and Got they it. label themselves as the first socially driven brewery. Got it. And so their names of beer and their like styles and recipes for beer are all gleamed from basically social media. Cool. You say cool, but as we've seen in the naming of ships and so many other things that we allow the public to have control over. Oh, I see what you're saying. This ended up going very sour very yeah. quickly because one of Which the- Which can be good for beer, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they ended up creating a beer called Date Grape. Not cool. Um, essentially, the recipe was a beer made, it was a fruit beer made with dates and grapes. This is just the ingredients of the beer. However, you cannot escape the fact that that is a very ill-conceived and ill-played joke. Okay, this might be two commandments in one here. Okay. So be careful with double entendre. And then we also have clever doesn't mean funny oh all right i feel like that's the two commandments we just banged out here there we go because that is clever but it's not, not funny. funny not funny um, upon not funny yeah not pun. pun not good, not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've got um be careful with double entendre be careful with double entendre keep double check double entendre double check double entendre keep your double entendre to yourself and then clever doesn't mean funny clever doesn't always mean funny do you have an example of a, a joke that was worked so well, but just does, doesn't play? Well, 
this is actually getting into a very interesting space, this conversation. Um, because, you know, we, because puns are about the first thing that occurs to you. Right. And recognizing kind of, um, in, uh, um, uh, unintentional rhymes or uh, like uh, uh, similarities between phonemes in words. Um, the first thing that occurs to you that is easy might a not be the funniest or the best, but also might be offensive, racist, sexist, and it's really um, I think an important conversation to have about puns because the first thing that occurs to us is not necessarily like helpful or good. <laughs> I was so. this was going to be kind of what I brought up is maybe my next commandment, but we're approaching it now, so I think it's good to talk about. Yeah. Is like check your vernacular. Yeah. Like we talk about check your privilege. It's like go into what you use and realize that like yes, English and so many languages like change and evolve in so many sure. ways. Like what we talked about Bay was like our 2016. It yeah. like Bay is so useful. Bay changed the game. But if we go back like there's there's certain words that you might occur to you as like using within a thing, whether it's like a trans issue. Like, yep. um, I remember on stage, I I think I used shemale at one point. Yeah, and I was like, the as the uh, within the hour after that competition, I was like, I don't feel Mortified. good about what I said on stage. Yeah, yeah, I've done the same thing and I've gotten away with it, and and I sh- probably shouldn't have. But like, it's those things that first occur to you, be, you know, be considerate, be, be more clever. Yeah. Yeah. Like clever. Oh, good for you. You stumbled upon this thing that sounds like this other thing. But I think that's kind of the prevailing uh, thread through all of these commandments is A, clever isn't funny and B, do the work and read the room. And it's about communicating with other people and not celebrating the thing that you discovered. Yeah. So if you're communicating an idea with other people, like... Yes, it might cross your mind and then let it go. Again, it can be part of those two-thirds or 90% of the puns that pop into your head that you don't come up with. And if you're doing puns on cars, the first thing that might come up to you is like, oh, I have a transmission. And it's like, maybe don't do that and come up with something better, more clever, that isn't the first thing that occurs to everybody when they think of that. We'll do uh, less harm to people, you know? Do no harm. Right. Um yeah. So 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 how would you phrase that as a commandment? I mean, maybe this is just the overarching kind of like oath as punsters that we must take. We can think of like the Wittocratic oath or something is like is do no harm. Have have lots of charm, do no harm. Have lots of charm, do no harm. Yeah. Um but I think I think as a if we want it as like a well-conceived uh, a commandment it's a lot of, it's a, the sum of a lot of the other things that we've been saying but i think it might be just worth pointing it might be worth saying like with within improv because punning especially we, you know in competitive but also in polite society it does involve a little bit of a basic improv tactic sure. but it's also like do think do think before you say something always think not don't think always think check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's commandment eight. Hey, we're past the eight simple rules. Are we going for... Before wreck. I'm writing it down. That's the pause, this radio silence. Okay. I think we can get all 10. Do you have another one? Um, No, I I, I gave out that one kind of. I was like, stay. we got to stay woke, guys. So you you go with the next one. Okay. Um, This is one that I will come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, find a creative outlet. 
Find a place to get it out of your system. Competitive punning. Go, if you live in New York, go to the Punder Dome. Find friends. Do a thing on the on Twitter. Do at midnight hashtag wars. Get it out of your system. Because there is a part of it, and I think you've experienced this less in your life, but I think it's on set for you maybe <laughs> in your late 20s, early 30s now. Wait, you're still That's just called right? schizophrenia. So, yeah. Are you 30 yet? I'm approaching 30. Yeah, you're going to be 30 in a couple months. Okay. So I'm mid thirties now, right? And uh, it's it it just it happens. It kind of sets in to you, and there is this compulsion, right? Um, so find a, a a place to let it out, either with people that have the same thing as you, or a crowd of cheering people that give you applause. But don't use. It's like if you need therapy, don't let your friends be your therapist. Don't, don't let, let your yeah. partner, your don't let alcohol your be your therapist. Don't let alcohol be your therapist, right? If if you need help <laughs> or if you need support, like find the places where it's appropriate. There are groups for you. Set your boundaries. Right? Yeah. So if you need to pun and are compelled to do it, I'm so grateful not only for the accolades and many, many trophies and great friends that I've made and <laughs> just the you. cheers, you know, and like the being the subject of these documentaries and books and the YouTube videos and the podcast and our adoring fans. I'm grateful. But besides for that. that, but besides that, again, besides all of the, like just the incredible opportunities and wonderful accolades, it brings me in the cheering and, you know, it's great. Besides that, I uh, really, really value a, the opportunity to um, get it out of my fucking system and B the opportunity to like do it with you and find your other people that do it. Find your tribe, you yeah. know, um, find your people. And, and, and that's been so great. So I think there's something in there about, I mean, out like outlet is the perfect way to look at it. But also, if it if you feel like it is too much for one person to bear, <laughs> um, there are so many opportunities. There are so many books that you can read. There are so many. There are great books you can read. Yeah, Jordan, what a great segue to my pun library. Ooh. So, um, friend. Uh, a friend of the of Punderdome and friend of ours, John Pollock, who's also an O. Henry winner, has this great book called The Pun Also Rises. It's a great experience of a guy who didn't know that any of these pun contests existed and then found it and won, which was mirrored my own experience a couple years ago. He did it in 1995, 22 years ago. Um, but John Pollock is a terrific, clever guy. Um, there are some kind of er texts on this. There's On Puns, The Foundation of Letters by Jonathan Culler. Uh, this is all pulled directly from my pun library. Jordan will attest I have these books right in front of me right now. They've all got little and then the post-it notes in them. Yeah, uh, oh, they're totally earmarked here. And then I've got Puns by Walter Redfern, which is the the original pun text that I ever owned. That looks old as hell. Yeah, it is. It's terrific. Um, so there, it's a, another way, again, to find artists and writers that will dig into this. I will also add to that list Alexandra Petri, who writes for the Washington Post, mm-hmm. right? She, uh, she wrote a, a memoir at age 26 or something about um, her experiences, including her experiences in the pun off in Texas. It's called A Field Guide to Awkward Silences, and she has a couple of chapters about puns. There's an upcoming expose coming out from uh, Joe Berkowitz, Harper Collins from Joe Berkowitz, who is called Away With Words, and it's about uh, the world of pun competitions. So we are out there. We, your tribe, are out there. Let those books, let this podcast be your creative outlet. Yeah, if you want to get on Twitter, tweet at us, send us emails, that kind of thing. Twitter we are the support group. for that. Yeah, we had such a problem that we go to at least three different nationwide 
pun competitions every year. We travel. We use that as an experience to just, ex- you know, find more of the world and meet more clever people. Yeah. But also, it's just a way. The O. Henry pun competition is sometimes an eight-hour affair of just very specific punning. And that satisfies a very lizard part of my brain, even though it might not be like, oh, a big party all the time. It just hearing how specific and technical they get makes me very happy on a very certain level. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And then I don't need to bring it home with me. You know, I don't come home and pun at my wife until she's, you know, crying in bed. Your wife, eh? Yeah. Okay. Um, So we have nine, and that felt like a really good closer. All right. But let's, we we need one more. We need ten. What's the tenth commandment? What's the tenth actual commandment? Yeah, let's look. Covet, kill, adultery. Oh, well then, yeah, let's make the tenth commandment, thou shall not kill. Yeah. Just like, like, don't kill anybody, guys. Puns are meant for a lot of things. Don't kill anybody with puns. But like, don't kill a person with a pun. If puns could kill. The pun is mightier than the sword. There it is. All right, so the tenth is thou shalt not kill. A pun doesn't kill people. People kill people. People kill people. Oh, great. <laughs> Terrific. Jersey, it's all right. All right. Jersey, this has been so great to yeah. be back with you in this room. Yeah. Staring directly at your lovely face. Thank you. And your, uh, what is that, a single-cut beersmith hat? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, that looks great. Thanks. I've had their beer. It's fantastic. It's terrific. <laughs> really great people. Really great beer. Uh, so, hey, listen. So these are your Ten Commandments. You are not worthy of these Ten Commandments. These are your Ten Commandments of punning in polite society. Number one, one good pun doesn't deserve another. Quality, not quantity. Uh, Number two, don't derail the conversation. Keep that conversation going. Number three, read the room. Number four, keep it fresh. Number five, Caesar the moment. I don't even remember what that means. (laughs) Be confident. Take control of yourself. Number six, be careful with your double entendres. Number seven, clever doesn't always mean funny. Eight. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Nine, find a creative outlet for your punning. Number 10, let's say it together. Thou Thou shalt shalt not kill. kill. Great. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, latest episode of Puncast. A Puncast. A podcast. We'll be back soon with another app uh, where we do some pun games and we prepare for the upcoming O. Henry Punoff World Championships in Austin, Texas. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, so uh, until next time, I've been Jersey. I've always been Jordan. And this has been Puncast. A Puncast. It's a podcast. It's a it's a podcast, it's a podcast where we make puns. We make puns. Just like at each other yeah, to we you. Talk about puns. Thank you so much. Let my people go. Bye.